Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, this is Amanda Gates. I am your host today on Home Energy Design. I say that as if there's any other host that's going to do this show. Um, (laughs) Welcome. This is actually going to be a two-part show because I know that if I were to do this whole thing all at once, it'd end up being like a two-hour show. So, What we're going to talk about today is karma. And then next week, we are going to talk about the red envelope tradition. I feel that these are two things that are highly misunderstood. The red envelope is something that we practice in feng shui. Um, I think the best way to describe it is that it is a Chinese philosophy that basically an exchange occurs between the expert And this ritual expresses respect and sincerity and basically starts this energetic process of opening you up to receive miracles. And an exchange of a red envelope is really joyful reverence for the teachings, not only offered to you, but saying thank you or for any feng shui practitioner for that matter. Before we dive into that, I realized that I really needed to come on here and talk about this thing called karma. Because I know that it's a word that gets thrown around like confetti, and I don't think it's fully understood. So part one, we're gonna talk all about karma. And next week, we're gonna talk all about the red envelope tradition. And hey, I have been very intentional where I have placed these two shows. You'll notice that today's show is number 26. I chose this intentionally because the number 26 resonates or vibrates to the number of partnership. It's also a number that is about compassion, being unselfish, and really the ability to help others and give to others. It's about being generous to those in need. That pretty much sums up karma. And next week, number 27 is going to be the red envelopes. And 27 is a highly auspicious number in feng shui. Two very intentional practices by me, a very intentional person. All right, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, so I wanted to talk about karma for two reasons, actually. The first being that I think it's a little misunderstood. And the word, like I said earlier, is thrown around like confetti without really much thought placed into it. And number two, because it is misunderstood, it's discussed mainly on a surface interpretation and not to the depths of its full dexterity, which means we overlook its importance, right? So let's get started with the basics. 
Karma is a Sanskrit word meaning action. In karma, every action must have a reaction, right? So negative actions result in suffering and positive actions result in happiness. Boom, we can end there, right? Well, when it comes to karma, your intent and your approach is directly related to the end result. How things show up in your life is therefore a direct result of your actions, your karma. Now here's the thing. People throw the word around really jokingly, but it's really on the surface. And don't forget, karma is a universal law. There's a reason that it's in place because for every action, there must be a reaction. If this law were not in place, listen, there would be absolute chaos going on in our world. There's a reason why we have it. And karma is so important to me that in my school of feng shui, everything that we do is on the basis of karma. We are taught that negative behavior, toxic thinking, even harmful speech, all leads to negative karma. Kindness, compassion, empathy, these are qualities that lead to good karma. And we are encouraged to do good deeds every day to help those around us to lift up their karma and our own. In my world, karma is everything. Everything, y'all, it's everything. It is the currency by which all of my decisions are made because we are taught that we leave with nothing but our karma. In my school, Professor Lin Yun always taught, it is not your time or your effort that has value. It is your karma that is most valuable. So when it comes to life, that real joy, happiness, pure abundance, that's all a result of the attention that you put forth. Think about your daily contribution to the world. How are you different? Are you approaching it with an egoic mind or a kind heart? And honestly, I feel like this is something that's really lacking in our society today. It's like we've become this me culture. We've all become very selfish. And that is not good karma. Because your kindness, your empathy, your compassion, that is what matters most. How you treat others will be done to you. So begin and end your day with love and remember to always bring good to the bad. So you might be saying to yourself, okay, I think I understand this. I think I know what the hell you're talking about. But like, you know, all these bad things keep happening to me and they got what I don't have. And well, she didn't really put forth that much effort and she got the job or I got passed over. It, you know, it's just all this endless chatter. And so to me, that's a below the cross emotion. And so we are taught that when you live in that soup, guess what? You're going to attract more bad karma. It's all about staying in those above the cross emotions so that you're living in love and light and attracting more of that good karma. And I have a great story to share with you so that you can understand what the beauty of karma is 
and how exactly it works. Okay, first and foremost, you cannot dwell on the things you cannot control. So for example, this might fall into that idea of all things should be fair. Let me tell you a story about fairness and how a below the cross emotion could ruin an outcome if you're focusing on an egoic fairness, low or below the cross emotion. When I was going through my divorce, nothing was going my way, nothing. In fact, despite the divorce being filed due to, uh, hmm, let's say bad behavior on my husband's part, I was shocked that all the judges were favoring him. In fact, they were even favoring his bad behavior of not showing up to court. He wasn't filling out paperwork. He wasn't filing paperwork, not doing anything on time. And he wasn't handling the proceedings like a freaking adult. And I know there's probably a lot of people, a lot of people out there that are resonating with this, right? We've, a lot of people have been through a divorce. But here's where I made a choice. Rather than going to the below the cross emotion of I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed. This is not fair. I instead my wiser, more rooted self, pretty much dug my feet into the ground with faith, knowing that things would work out. I trusted in all things bigger than me. And trust me, if you have been through any kind of a trauma, illness, divorce, that can be really hard to do. I get it. I have been there. It can be hard to stay in those above the cross emotions when you feel like shit and you're being drugged down. I understand. But I also understand that there is a power that is greater than me. But I will not deny that I was shocked to learn that in 2014, when finally, after several years, my divorce was finalized, and despite all the bullshit that my ex-husband did, uh, what do we call it? Uh, bad behavior? Yeah. He got everything. I came home that day after being in court for eight and a half hours. Oh my God. I was so exhausted. I'd been sitting in those damn pews all damn day listening to lie after lie after lie. Oh, I, my heart was broken. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why are these facts not going to be checked? And how is it that he is getting away with these things? And I realized that I was sinking into that negative loop of below the cross emotions. So I stopped myself and said, well, it is what it is. And perhaps this is my karma. And I will not feel criticized or overwhelmed. I am just going to trust that this is the outcome that is supposed to happen. And again, if you have been through this, any kind of a trauma, any kind of an illness, divorce, whatever it is, this is hard to do. Because guess what? Our ego steps in and says, oh, excuse me, hold on. I got this girl. I got this. Don't worry. I'm going to take it from here. We got this. 
I'm going to make you feel like shit and we're going to come up with this great pattern loop and we're going to focus on the negative. It's going to be great. Go grab a bottle of wine and we're going to just keep on thinking about this and thinking about all the things that you shoulda, coulda, woulda done. Well, here's the thing about karma. If you stay in the above the cross emotions and continue to do good deeds and continue to do things with empathy, compassion, love, and kindness, karma will always come through. Here's what happened. Lo and behold, four months after this devastating day, I get a call from a woman who I just assume wanted her home done. I started asking her about energy and feng shui and design and I just assumed that she was going to tell me about the project that she wanted to do. Well, she confesses that she was a huge fan of mine and admittedly found me because of my ex-husband. My heart sunk. I was like, oh my God, he's dating this woman and she has called me up. She's probably as crazy as he is and she's going to start bitching me out for I don't even know what reason. I'm sure he's gotten into her head. And so again, I started going into these negative things. And instead, she expressed concern about his behavior. And the funny thing is, is that she assumed that birds of a feather flock together. So when she looked me up online, she could not believe that I was the complete opposite, not only of him, but what she had conjured up in her mind of what I must have been like. So she basically confesses that she fell down this rabbit hole. She subscribed to my newsletter, started listening to the podcast, read all my blog posts, watched all my videos. She was immediately attracted to my good nature, goodwill, and most importantly, my faith. And it's so funny to me because she continued to explain that as weird as it seemed, she continued to see my ex on my behalf. Uh, <laughs> what? I was shocked. I, 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 I didn't even know how to take this. I didn't know what was happening. I, I, I was really stumped. But she too had been through a divorce. And she too had gone through the quote unquote good old boys network and realized that she had a chance to change things. Because she turned into a sleuth on my behalf, she testified against my ex-husband. The case, because of her, was reopened due to fraudulent behavior and acts against the court of law. And here's the thing. Six months later, we were back in court. He had eight contempts of court filed against him. And the judge ruled in my favor in less than one hour. One hour. This, my friends, is karma. And I'm not talking about on the surface, let's joke around kind of way kind of karma. This is the kind of karma I'm talking about where every action has a reaction. And because I stayed in the positive and because I knew that the universe had my back. Now, this is not the outcome that I expected, not even in the slightest. And I think that's the funniest thing about the universe is she's funny and has a great sense of humor. But 
That is such a great example of how things can turn around in your favor if you just stay true to the idea that the universe always has your back. So here's the thing. Buddha was asked, but what will you gain? And his reply, nothing. But here is what I've lost. Anger, impatience, fear, anxiety, depression, and insecurity. Those are all below the cross emotions. And remember, it is not your time or your effort that has value. It is your karma that is most valuable. I have spoken to so many of you struggling through an illness, dealing with a trauma, aging parents, suicide, frustration, divorce, you name it. I've heard it and I have shared your stories and it's hard. Oh my God, it's so, so hard to go through these types of things and stay in those above the cross emotions. I know that. I know how hard it is to stay in that place that feels good because I've been there. I too have lived through it. But I also came out on the other side with a kick-ass result. I got a result that was completely unexpected. Now, had I made the choice to go home that day and get pissed off and get angry and marinate in what's fair and what's not fair, do you think I would have gotten this outcome? Nope. I sure wouldn't have. And that's why karma is so important. Stop trying to control things. That's not your place. And I'm going to share with you an incredible mantra that I give to my clients to help them when they're going through these really big trials and tribulations in their life. This is a great mantra to just hold in your mind, maybe while in prayer, to just focus on what matters most. And here it is. I honor the light within me. This is where the universe lives. I respect this place within me. I trust only that which is good. This is the place that seeks truth, finds only love, holds light, and sees only peace. When I am here, we are all one. Love and blessings. If you are going through a difficult time, repeat those words to yourself and tell yourself you are not in control and you shouldn't be. It's not your place. Here are some additional tips on how to start shifting your own karma. Meditate. Go to yoga. Learn to let it go. Learn non-attachment to an outcome. Have an attitude of gratitude and chant or pray. That loving mantra is one of my favorites. It's a great place to get you in the right kind of mindset. Too often, we get caught up in the rat race of doing more, making more, being more, for the sake of more. But listen, this is the ego. That's the ego talking. We have become a society of more, striving for nothing less empty calories but what will you gain nothing but if you do it right 
you'll eliminate all those below the cross emotions. And that is everything. Okay, let's summarize. Karma is a Sanskrit word meaning action. In karma, every action must have a reaction. So negative actions result in suffering and positive actions result in happiness. In my school, we are taught that it is not your time or your effort that has value. It is your karma that is most valuable. Your kindness, empathy, and compassion, that is what matters most. How you treat others will be done to you. So begin and end your day with love and remember to always bring the good to the bad. Remember what Buddha said? What will you gain? Nothing. But here's what I've lost. Anger, impatience, fear, anxiety, depression, and insecurity. Hey, those aren't serving you anyways. Get rid of them. That's all the ego talking right there. That's all that amazing fear that most of us live in and it is not serving you. Your gift to the world is more than what you do. It's who you are and what you give and how you serve. Approach everything that you do with joy and a compassionate heart. Because to do so awards you great karma. Here's the thing. Feng Shui has taught me the art of karma. Your imprint and your intentions matter. What you put forth comes back to you tenfold. One good deed can truly remove a thousand evils. So what good deeds are you doing every day to improve humanity? What are you doing to heal your karma? How are you reinventing the way things should be done with the imprints you create? This is more than doing things as usual, as status quo. Your past is simply a place of reference. It's not a permanent address. So how can you change where you're living and improve your karma? And it's one of the reasons why I adore the red envelope tradition because it has so many good deeds wrapped all up into one simple act. We're gonna get into more detail about the red envelope tradition next Friday, but the idea behind the red envelope is that when you have a wise practitioner help you, you gift them with a red envelope with a small denomination of money. It could be a penny, it doesn't matter. You'll learn more about that, but The idea is that with reverence and gratitude, you gift your practitioner with a red envelope. She or he receives it and receives that delicious energy that you have sent them. And then they donate that money that you provide them to then send that chi forward to another person. It's literally a transaction that changes the lives of three different people. If that isn't a good deed, I don't know what is. And that is why the red envelope tradition is so important. Only through kindness, compassion, and empathy can we boost our karma. And we are encouraged to do good deeds every day. So what are you doing today to boost your own karma? Because, hey, it's everything. It should be the currency by which we make all of our decisions. And I should mention, we're not talking big grand gestures here. 
It could literally be that you pay for the car behind you while you're at a toll. It could be that you help somebody who drops something. It could be that you pay for somebody's meal. It doesn't have to be grand. It just has to be kind. All right, everyone. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. I hope that you have enjoyed the show today. Quick little uh, tidbit on karma and what it means. And I hope that all of you are inspired to go out and do good deeds today and start changing our humanity. Imagine how we could change the world. That's pretty big. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. You can find out more information on my website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. And if you would like to reach out to us, you can email us at letschat at thegatescompany.com. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.